The Premier League season's done and dusted. The FA Cup's over, but we still got Champions League to play. Welcome back to the Rattail Bunker, and this is the Boys and Bolos podcast. Welcome to the Boys and Bolos podcast. My name is Jeff. I'm Jarrett. And this is the uh, post Premier League, Champions League, FA Cup recap special preview week. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a lot. Yeah, it's really not that much. It's really just talking about how, how um, Arsenal won the FA Cup. They did. I was there. I saw it and with my own two eyes. I watched. I didn't. I was. I was partaking in some uh, golf yesterday. And partaking in golf, not playing. Golf. I wasn't partaking. actually playing. The people I was with were playing golf. I was not playing. There was. Um, it was the first full eighteen holes of golf I've ever played. Maybe the last eighteen holes of golf. I've ever. never. I think I played one hole of golf. Like I ran on a course in New Orleans. I was visiting my friend Matt. Matt, if you're listening. And he likes to play golf and the masters were on. So I was getting really expired and in, expired in, inspired. And so we ran on the field, the field, the course, whatever the, the fucking the, green, the, the fairway. Yeah. yeah. And like snuck into this country club that he lived next to and like put on a polo. I went out and like shagged a ball and knocked it a couple more times. I got into the green fairly efficiently and then everything ended. It's so hard. Like there's nothing more. You like, mean everything ended like. I couldn't. I couldn't get the ball in the fucking hole. Oh, you couldn't putt it in. Yeah, because like in soccer, the closer you get to the goal, the more likely you are to score. In golf, it's the exact opposite. That's fair. It's like a. It's like a mind fuck. I was having my short game, isn't good, but it was like that is. I can wrap my head around that more than like the driving and the picking the right club. We need to mix our games because I'm more of a long to mid range game. My short game is terrible. So I just go I didn't for the say- putter throw. I didn't say I I opt for the putter basically if like my ball is within 50 feet of the green like even if it's in the rough I'm still putting it. Ooh, it's a power move. It's yeah, I can't be using all these other clubs. You you just you just use a driver and a putter and that's it. Basically, I use the driver a pitching wedge, I guess is Those what they useful. call it. Those are useful. And a putter. Interesting. Yeah, I just I'm not good at it. I'm not good at it. You know what it is too? It's, it's very those, impressive though when people are good at it. It's super impressive. But it's yeah. one of those activities though where I like I feel like if you did it, people society would think, okay, you were productive, but I wouldn't feel productive. But when I go out and I ride a bike or I jog or I play pickup footy, yeah. I feel really good after. I'm like, yeah, right. I did something. But like I feel like if I played 18 holes with a couple other jamokes just drinking beers. I feel like I did nothing. Like I did, I did the inverse of something. Yeah. It's, it's an activity that people, a lot of people do and they enjoy some cold beverages while they do it. There's actually, there was actually a a person who worked for the, um, course that would drive around in a golf cart and sell you beverages. What? Yes. In that, it is far superior than soccer. Yeah. Because, like, imagine if you were playing soccer and some guy, like, just kept, like, running around the course with you, like yeah. a little butler. And he was just like, oh, do you want another beer? Like, yeah. Top me off, dude. Come on. Yeah. Like, I'm about to score a goal. Top me off. I would have actually, uh, like, 
I would have rather been able to bring my own beers or like just bring the cool with the cooler in the but back. I feel of the like cart. you're probably good beers because you're in Vermont. Yeah, yeah, they were good. It was a good selection. Like Bud Light, uh, Michelob Ultra. Are you shooting? Are you shooting me? No, no. Had, they were like Fiddlehead and like Vermont beers. No, okay, it was cool, good. Cool. It was legit, and they had some hard seltzers. So I was into that. As everyone knows, I had some claws. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> there's no laws when you're on the claws. No laws when you're drinking claws. Shout out. Uh, White Claw, who we reached out to, and we asked if we could get sponsorship for this podcast because we have a billion listeners, and they said we're not taking anyone on. So this will just be—it's like out there now. If they're listening, they're like, "Oh, we should take these guys on." Oh my god, they're great. I just say it's a we, soccer podcast, but I, they talk about golf. I just say we keep—we just keep promoting White Claw. Well, Jeff's keep, not drinking which, White Claw today. I'm not drinking one. There's an empty one on the on the uh, desk, though. There's always a claw around. There's no claws in my fridge right now. Really? Really. I feel like that's a rarity. Mm. That variety pack just calls to you. It does. Looks good. Every time I go to the liquor store, I pick it up. Sometimes I buy it, and sometimes I say, Ugh. I need two. <laughs> <laughs> two, maybe three. Maybe three. I mean, they're like... They're like not even, they're not 10 ounce cans. They're like 11 ounce cans. They just want to be unique. All right. Let's get back to the soccer, the football, the footy, the footy. Uh, Jarrett lost a bet. He has to wear an Arsenal jersey and put it on social media. That's hilarious. Check that out. Uh, I won, I won a 12 to 1 bet on, well, Jarrett won too because he bet on both teams. Jarrett just likes to, I don't know what he's doing. It's called hedging your bets, Jeff. Yeah. He's hedging, but he, you got to, you got to pick one. You just got to stick with a, well, I, I stick with Chelsea always. I ride or die with Chelsea. But then you bet on that that's well. But I also like Arsenal advantageous statistics. So, so when Arsenal are twelve to one in the semis, which is ridiculous. So we were wrong in the last pod when we were talking with Dennis about um Europa League qualifying. Uh we were wrong about a lot of things. I was very wrong about some of the things I said about Arsenal in the FA Cup historically. They've done very well recently and right. they just won another one. They just won another one. And uh so there are, are seven Premier League teams can qualify for seven spots in Europa League and Champions League. So the top six teams make it in. And if one of those teams are not in the top six, but they win the FA Cup, they get into the Europa League group stage. And the sixth place team has to go to the qualifying, uh, like do the qualifying. Yeah, I saw for that Europa today League. on the internet. So they have to go to like some crazy place and play three, three one-off games against... Before they even get into the group stage, teams they should beat should beat yeah they should there shouldn't be any even with problem. their yeah with their current roster um, if they uh, so they're so we were wrong so uh, Tottenham is still in the Europa League but in the qualifying and then Arsenal qualifies for the group stage proper Arsenal sh- shaking up everything big win for them honestly big win and Dennis called it to a T Dennis said two to one Arsenal. Aubameyang, player of the game. That is exactly what happened. Player of the match, Aubameyang. Yep. He scored on a penalty uh, kick, and then he had a nice little left-footed shot into the— I mean, he he beat, a, he beat a really awful defender, so that's what I'll say about that. Beating Kurt Zuma one-on-one. Mm-hmm. He made Zuma look bad, like very bad. I think I was. Who was I talking? Was that that was the play. He was like he put him on skates. Um, that was the play that uh, Aspilicueta got hurt too, right? I the lead up uh, play to that. 
Maybe. Sure. Yeah. Could be. It was in and around then. I mean, it was just like one thing after the other. Pulisic. Uh, Pulisic uh, pulls up Pul- lame. Yep. Aspilicueta's hurts. Pedro comes in. He injects a little pace, and he actually is like something going forward because we had nothing going forward. Uh, and then he looks like he separates his shoulder. Um, but that's probably the last time I'll see Pedro ever play for Chelsea because uh, we just have the Champions League, and then he's off to Roma. So Pedro had a great... Great career at Chelsea. He was there for many years. I think he came over in 2012, 20, 2013. Um, so. If uh, Pulisic didn't um, hurt his hamstring, I think he probably would have scored that goal too. Oh, for, he was in. He was, he in. was in. He was in. And he, he just still got the shot off, but it was, it was you know. Nothing on it. Yeah. No mustard. Yep. Tough. That was rough. That was rough. I mean, <clears throat> so now we'll, we'll, I, you want to just go right into Champions League because we can talk about Chelsea and Champions League and. I mean, we have the FA Cup over, so now there's Champions League starting August 7th. So we have um, round of 16 has to finish up the second leg, and we got. Uh, we'll just. I just will. We'll go with the first game. Um, well, let's just start with Chelsea, and we'll talk about how. Oh, so there's two games. Yeah, there's two games. Uh, two days of games. Yeah, there's two days of games. Uh, Friday and Saturday, and. No, all right. You want to start? Well, yeah, we'll start with the Friday games. Just yeah, go. yeah. Uh, Juventus versus Leon. Leon actually is winning aggregate. Leon won the first game one nothing, and the second game will be in Turin uh, at Juve's home. And I do expect Juve to pull this one out. Juve have been really strong as of late in the Champions League, and they have a golden ticket, aka Cristiano Ronaldo. But they can't be complacent because if Leon score another goal, they're then their back is against the wall with that away goal, and they have to score three goals. Um, so their biggest thing is defense first, and then they'll get enough offensive chances going forward that they should um, get the chances they need to either win 2-1, tie 1-1, to send it in overtime. But I would be very surprised if Juve don't go through from this round. And then the thing I was mentioning to you, I don't even know the last time Cristiano Ronaldo, if he's ever been knocked out in the round of 16 in the Champions League. I don't think he ever has. Um and somebody can please correct me on that, but I don't think he ever has. When he was with United, Real, and um, now with Juve, uh, maybe in Sporting Lisbon when he played there. But in the last, you know, when he's played for the, for the bigger clubs, uh, I don't think he's ever been knocked out. So this is going to be an interesting one. But like I said, I, I do think that Juve will come through with that one. Um, I didn't watch the first game. Um, I didn't watch this first game either. Um, the first, the Leon Juve game. Uh, I did see the scoreline, and that was a very interesting scoreline because I, I was, you know, Juve is one of the best teams in Europe. They won the Italian league. I'd say they're a top ten team in Europe. The Italian league is not where it used to be. It's not one of the top teams. I think I think the top leagues are uh, England, Germany, and Spain. And I don't even know what order to put those in. Um, but he, you know. Italy is definitely on the outs from that. But I would assume Juve win this. But that, you know, the two Friday games are phenomenal, mm. right? And then you want to talk about the, the City Real is actually more interesting to me. Yeah, I mean, City's up. To, they are 2-1. Two, 2-1. One. Two, one. So they got to play at they, the Etihad. Yeah, they play at home. So they have two away goals. They have two away goals. Which are worth their weight in gold. Yeah. Man City, not the best defending team. Um, but they've put up a bunch of clean sheets in their last couple of games of the of the um, 
the Premier League season, and they were just smashing teams. I mean, not smashing very good teams, but um, you know, scoring three, four, five goals in these games and looking like they're on form, in some kind of form. So we'll have to see how they approach the game. I mean, I probably I expect a goal from De Bruyne. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. The, the city thing's a quagmire because it's like they lose to Chelsea two to one. Chelsea had a good game. They lose to City two nothing in the semi of the FA Cup, and but then they blow out Liverpool four nothing. Yeah, all within two weeks. Yeah. So it just depends what team shows up. But I have a feeling that that, that they're going to really show up, and I do see City going through. Um, Real Madrid won the Spanish league this year. But I don't think the Spanish league is as competitive as it has been in past years. Barcelona is kind of depleted. Um, Atletico is strong, but in the league, they just didn't have a great year. So I think this game is actually going to be more exciting than the Juve Leon. I think the Juve Leon is going to be a little bit more tempered, whereas I think this thing's going to be a little bit more uh, kind of we're all going to have to go for it because Man City's got to know that with a goal, they force Real to score minimally two. So. And I don't see Man City not scoring a goal at the Etihad. Um, they they always score goals at the Etihad. Um, so yeah, but it's it's it is still behind closed doors. There's no fans. It's like. true. It's true. And They're so, still at home, but there's no the fan the fan factor is not is not a factor. So those are the two Friday games. I I would say I agree. I think Man City's going to go through. They'll probably win two to one. Um, you think Man City two to one? Yeah, I think yeah. they'll give up a goal, but I just think that they have two away goals, and it's just it's not gonna. If so, so talking about predictions, let's yeah, just do that. So you think two one? I think two one's a great scoreline for that game as well. But towards Man City, the Juve game, I see Juve two nothing or two one, and in which case they go out because Leon has an away goal. So. Juve going through on two one or going through on two nil or Juve going out on two one. That's that's what I think that game will do, be at. Do you, do you that it's at it's in turn, right? So if Leon score and it ends up two two, they don't have no Leon doesn't have an away. Oh, they would have an away goal. They would then have an away goal. Got it. Okay. Wait, they have a home goal right now. Yeah, right. They have a home and an away. Then they would have an away, away goal. goal. In which case, Juve scoring two at home, they would be out because right. of the, the, the away goal. So I think 2-1, Juve don't go through, or 2-0, Juve, Juve go through. Um, but Cristiano Ronaldo's fire in the Champions League. The dude's like, he's a golden ticket. So, um, But it would be really ironic if they got knocked out to Leon, one of the lesser teams um, in this round of 16, after having spent so much money on Ronaldo to kind of bring him in to help them win the win Champions, Champions League. League yeah. um, they lost in 2015 to Barcelona. They lost in 2017 uh, or 18 to um, uh, to Real, I think. In the final? Yeah. They've been. They've been. I knew. That, I know they've been in a final. A, a final recently. Yeah, I believe. I don't they, follow they, the Champions League as probably I, as much. I, they lost in 2015 to Barcelona, and I do believe that they also got knocked out. Um, 
they've been knocked out multiple times in the semis too to Cristiano when Cristiano was on Real Madrid. So they were like, all right, well, if we can't beat him, let's buy him. And they bought him. And so if they go out to Leon, I just, <laughs> it's just going to be comical. Um, and it will once again prove you can't, you can buy the Champions League, but it's not as simple as that. Um, it takes a long time. Um, so. I mean, Abramovich comes into Chelsea, like, what, 03, 04? Uh, and that was the thing. He's like, I want the Champions League. And they didn't win it till 2012. So mm. it takes a long time to, to kind of build a culture that's going to be able to win in the Premier League, in the FA Cup, in the Domestic Cup, and in the Champions League. It's not something that happens overnight, which I think is why Man City this year, as, we have, we've, as we've discussed, I think this could be their year. They've got a great team. Um, maybe not the greatest defense, so that may that doesn't help. But they look good, and so this could be their year. Yeah, I think the break allowed them to get healthy and like just focus on finishing out the season. They knew they weren't going to win the Premier League at that point when they came back to Project Restart, but they still had a very good shot of winning the Champions League. There's probably a sense of relief there because they aren't getting banned from the Champions League for two years. Uh, but, you know, they still want to win. And I think what you mentioned about all of the competitions that, you know, these English teams are in during the year can really impact how well you perform in the Champions League. Because a manager is juggling around probably, I would say, eight, 16 to 18 players that can play um, in the cup competitions as well as playing in the in uh, just the league and then playing in the in Europe. And some players have to play every game. Um, you see that most like defenders are playing all the minutes, but uh, you got to balance and figure out like players that are going to play well together um, in an attacking role so you can score goals in every uh, match you're playing. And so I think that... City has that combination right now. Um, De Bruyne just kind of gets the ball to, to whatever forward needs to get the ball, and they score. Yeah, I mean, they just look so dangerous going forward. Yeah. They have Sterling. When Sterling and Mares are and De Bruyne are, like, together, it's such a tough thing to stop. And they would just move the ball really quick. And I'll be honest, I haven't really watched a lot of Real Madrid this year. Um, but I do know that Barcelona is just... It wasn't so much that Real won the league. Barcelona kind of just dropped enough points um, to make it mathematical for Real. Like, yeah, they won. Okay, they won the league. I'm not going to like take that away for all the Real Madrid fans listening. But Barcelona just look weak. Um, Luis Suarez is getting old. Messi can only do so much. Uh, Dembele and Griezmann, honestly, Pulisic is better. <laughs> then almost combined both. I, and that's just my opinion. Like, I, I'm not like looking at goals per minute, but, you know. And that's not to speak bad about Pulisic either. I just Griezmann and Dembele, those two buys for Barcelona have been brutal. They probably spent almost 250 to 300 million on those two transfer fees alone. And they just haven't brought them anything. Um, and I think Barcelona is at a place where they've, um, I guess we'll talk about Barcelona, but Barcelona's at a place where they've, they've stopped like bringing up the highest of quality players. Like not all true because Ansafati's amazing. And the kid's like 17, uh, but I'm wondering if, if you know, 
if they're if they're not if they're not producing players, I think they're going to have a hard time buying players, because then when they buy players, it's hard for them to keep big egos. I mean, Zlatan was only there for a season. Uh, Neymar didn't want to be in Messi's shadow; he left, and uh, so it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Barcelona. But Barcelona plays Saturday. Um, 3 p.m. against Napoli, and that game is going to be fire as well. All of these games, except the Chelsea Bayern game, are going to be good games. Uh, but Barcelona play Napoli, and they ended up 1 1 on the road uh, in Naples, uh, in Italy. So it's kind of all for the taking. Anything but a 1 1 draw, it ends in regular time. A uh, 1 1 draw would see them go to overtime. Um, but I assume Barcelona will win this. Um, Gattuso is the Napoli coach, and they asked him how he was going to stop Messi, and he was like, I can only stop Messi when I'm playing FIFA. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I, I'm excited the Champions League are back, and I'm excited to see Messi play against Napoli because uh, that's going to be a very calculated game. Uh, Napoli have only won, we were looking at the stats, uh, a UEFA competition in the first round, and they did it in the UEFA, which was – previously Europa League and the UEFA League. Um, and they did that like a couple of years ago against Swansea. Whereas historically, Barcelona have like never lost in this level in the round of 16 um, in a long time in the cup. And uh, and at home too in Europe, they don't really lose. So looking at that, taking that into account, the messy factor, um, I see Barcelona probably winning this two to three nothing uh, fairly comfortable. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking for I'm looking forward to seeing Messi play. I think we don't get to see him as much. We don't get those games on TV here. And but uh, he's an exciting player, dynamic. Probably score a goal. Probably score a goal and an assist. Probably for sure. Yeah, I mean, all those games like Juve, Leon, close. Man City, Real, closer. Barcelona and Napoli, just solid, solid games. And then you get to the train wreck. That's going to be Chelsea going all the way to the Allianz in Germany for I don't even know why. Like if they could just cancel that game, they should. Because without Pulisic, without Conte, I don't think William can play. Pedro's done. Aspilicueta in the back. And without him in the FA Cup, all of a sudden everything fell apart. He's clearly the vocal leader back there. Um, It doesn't really matter what you play. If they had all those players, even being down three away goals, I say I think it's one in ten. Without any of those players, it's like one in a hundred that they even win the game. Never mind overturn the three away goal tie. So that is <laughs> not many people are going to watch that game when Messi is also playing against Napoli at home. Um, and I can't imagine that Frank's super excited. And it wouldn't even surprise me if Frank starts with like Loftus Cheek, um, Callum Hudson Adoy, uh, and just throws out guys out there and just says, you know, just go have fun with it. Um, there's nothing to lose here. You know, you're in the Allianz, we're in the Champions League. Go enjoy it. Um, maybe get a goal. Maybe they maybe they get like they you know, they they rough out a win, but to go through, no. It's it's extremely, extremely almost nearly impossible without Willian and Pulisic um going forward. So Sorry, Jared. Are you upset? Are you sad about this? I'm not upset because now okay. I get to watch Messi and I don't feel bad about it. <laughs> yeah. It's the same time, yeah. I'm yeah. going to watch the Barcelona game. For no sure. Offense. For sure. I take no offense. <laughs> I'll be checking the score. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I might have it on my phone. Yeah. But on the big screen, we'll be watching Messi. Um, and then the next round, um, 
the quarterfinal. Well, let's just look. Let's just do this for now. These four games. I mean, yeah, there's already some quarterfinal games set. Yeah, uh, these are the last four the, of the round they're gonna sixteen. Play those. They're they're playing them all in Portugal. Yeah, yeah. From this, from quarterfinals on, so the last the last eight are all going to be in Portugal, and that will start on Wednesday, August twelfth, and they finish the final by the twenty third. So in eleven days, you go from the quarterfinals, the first leg, and or is it just a one off? It's a one off. You got to be shitting me. Wow, the Champions League's brutal. It's just a one-off. Normally, they have a home and away, obviously, until you get to the final. But this is looking like a one-off, which is insanity. So this is the kind of situation where uh, Manchester City could definitely, uh, I think, and, and I was looking at the numbers in the books, and City are our favorites right now. Um, but it's also a place where, you know, Atalanta could surprise because Mbappe's hurt uh, with Paris and Atalanta are scoring some of the most goals per game in Europe right now. Um, so I still have money on Atletico and Chelsea rough. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Atletico, maybe this is their year finally because they're brutal to play in the champs league. So, but yeah, it's also so strange. Normally we watch champs league on Tuesday and Wednesday. And the only time we watch it on a Saturday is when it's the final. But right. now we're watching round of 16 on a Friday, Saturday, which is kind of fun. Yeah, and usually the Champs League is taking place in May, right? All this, all these games are in like May. The finals always in like late May, June, right? And normally, like the round of sixteen is finishing up. Yeah, when it was gonna finish up in March, and you know Chelsea uh, was in or leaving to Germany, and they were like, "Nope, it's done." And that game was supposed to be played around like March 11th, March 12th. Okay. Uh, and then, yeah, the round of eight is like the end of March into April. The semis are like early May. And then the final, there's always two weeks, I think, between the semis and the final. So it's May or, or early June. So it's super strange. Super strange. I mean, they're going to be finishing this up, the Champs League. And I'm feeling like qualifiers for some of the Europa League and some of the Champs League, the early qualifiers, may also have already be started <laughs> and normally you finish the champs league and then the qualifiers starts. So yeah. It mean, could we, be an overlap. It could be. I, I, I bet they're going to push it out a little bit. Um, just like they did with the premier league season. And the other thing was I heard that, you know, city have a chance to potentially go deep. I do think Chelsea's run is ended. Like I said, I think one in 10 that they even win this game, but to go through, I think is like one in a hundred for Chelsea. But I did hear that if city go all the way through and they play on that final um, you know, if, if they make it to the final, that the Premier League is looking at giving them time off. So that way they don't start at September 12th. Because um, other teams will have had almost a month off more, um, where City will be training for a very competitive matches, especially if they're just one-offs. Um, and it's going to be interesting. I need to read a lot more about how those one-offs are going to go because, you know, the whole thing about the Champions League is all the way up until the final – you have to go play somewhere else you don't want to play. And if you score a goal there, it's worth double. And taking that out kind of takes a little punch out of the game, you know? Um, if you make the NBA Finals or the NHL or the you know the MLB, uh, if you make those into one-off games, 
one weird things happen in one-off games. It doesn't tell you the true power of any one team. And so maybe we have some team that no one expects win because of this new format. And yeah. And the other thing is like, I bet that Atletico would win before, um, after they beat Liverpool or before they beat Liverpool. I think I had bet, or maybe it was after, but anyways, it was before the coronavirus had had its effect. So like the lines that I bet the stats I got weren't, weren't affected by now knowing that, you know, for Man City to win, they have to win one game, two game, three, they have to win four games when normally they would have to win or do well in double those games almost. They would have to play. They'd have to do well in this game. They'd have to do a home and an away. Yeah. And another home and an away. Another home and away in that. So instead of winning, you know, Instead of winning six games or doing well in six games, they only have to focus on four games. And there's no home and away goals. I don't know. The whole the full format's crazy. So uh, there could be a surprise this year because of that. So there are the qualifying the 2020-2021 UEFA for Europa League qualifying starts. Um, the draw date is August 9th, and the match date is the August 20th. That's the first preliminary round, and the qualifying round August 20 August 27th. Second qualifying, September 17th. The third qualifying, September 24th. And then the playoff to get into the group stage is October 1st. It's crazy. Everything's just like all jumbled. All jumbled together. And and yeah, like I read that, if City go far enough, they're going to be able to tell the FA, hey, you need to like jumble our schedule around so we get a little bit more time before the season starts. Um, this, you know, as we know, the prem starts September 12th. I don't even know what the season looks like. I feel like it's going to be truncated. I wonder if they're just not even going to do an FA cup, um, because of all the travel that will involve and many of those lower league teams probably don't have the ability to properly social distance and like, you know, get their club up and running. Hmm. Um, so I, I don't know, like if I'm the FA, I'm like, we just need to have the Premier League go, you know? Um, that's our shining jewel, but also the Premier League is only made great by getting teams year after year from the relegation, um, and the promotion, you know, side of it. So I, very interesting stuff's going to happen. Um, I did hear the stat that the last time the attendance was that low at like an FA cup final was, I think it was like world war two <laughs> or it was like pre-war or something. I mean, um, when Chelsea and Arsenal played. So we're, we're in a brave new world out here with, with everything happening. And like, just seeing the fact that I'm watching the champions league on a Friday in August, like what is happening, you know? So, yeah, they, they, UEFA and FIFA, they need the schedules to like pretty much run without any, pro- like everything is like lined up. So like once you throw a little wrench in there, everything gets screwed up. So like all these all these tournaments and qualifying and all these, um, you know, these games that are going to be played um, for different teams in Europe depend on like when the seasons start and then when you push the seasons back, then the teams can't play and, and properly like train and acquire players and go through like sponsorship changes and jersey changes and everything. all that. Everything's like gets kind of messed up. So right now we're in the, we're in the transfer market. The transfer market's open. Teams are signing co- new contracts with sponsors, changing jerseys, but there are, are there's still inactive competitions. So like they're still and they still got players that are coming in and out that either have clauses where they can't play there or they have to play, you know, it's and so 
it's very strange. Like Timur Warner can't play for Chelsea in this tournament, even though he's on the team. Like it's a very strange. And normally that happens if someone comes over, like that happened to Minamino when he came over, I think he, cause he came over in December. Right. He couldn't then play. Then he couldn't play against Leipzig in the Champions League. Should they have matched up? Yeah. But normally it's not this long. Like Timo Warner, I don't know. It's just so strange. It's really strange. Um, like, like it's Timo Warner doesn't have a chance to play in the Premier League, but he's still training. Whereas Minamino could then play in the Premier League. Right. The whole thing is so fucked up. Pardon my Spanish. It's just so it's not fucked up. It's just so different from what we're so used to. Like I'm looking at that Atlanta uh, Atlanta game, and I'm like, yeah, why why won't they beat Paris? You know, if you can just get Neymar out of the game um, by doing whatever you have to do, like psychologically, to just you know double team him, do whatever without Mbappe. Mbappe's hurt, right? Mbappe's hurt. Yeah. And so like Atalanta's got to be like, wow, we have to play Paris. We don't have to go to the Parc des Princes. yeah, they don't have to come to us, but we don't have to go there. And it's just a one-off. Let's just go out and play our game. We have nothing to lose. We're playing PSG, one of the most, you know, uh, you know, one of the stronger teams in, in, the, in the world right now. So uh, the Champs League, man, wow. This is just so crazy. Whereas, like, I think the NBA, the, all the players have said, like, LeBron and many players have come on, like, this year winning in the bubble was going to be more difficult because we're all basically together. The games are just going to be stacked one after the other. And we're kind of like all living in like an AAU camp, you know, um, whereas like you don't have to come to, you know, we teams don't have to go to L.A. Just like they don't have to go to like play the Bucks, uh, you know, it, you know, play Antetokounmpo where he's where, where he's at. I just while that seems more difficult, I feel like the Champions League seems more easy when I look at it. You know, if you go to, it's just like tournaments. If you have a good tournament and you're, and you've got everyone healthy and you're scoring goals and winning is a disease, just like losing is, it's very much a mental mindset. Um, you know, Atalanta wins on the 12th uh, and then they win on the 18th and they win on the 23rd and in 11 days, they're Champions League winners. Now I just simplified that incredibly, but it's like, if you're in a good run of form and people are healthy and other injuries happen and red cards and because these games are one-offs, there's going to be crazy card situations yeah. like you are, you know, if you, if you get a red card, you're basically, you're obviously if you get a red card anyways in Champions League, you're hurting your team. But if you get a red card in the first leg of a thing and you know, you're going to beat that team anyways. So that way by the next round, you're back, you're back, right? You yeah. sit out the second leg. It doesn't matter. Maybe you're winning goal differential, but if you lose a player from the round to eight, you can't even come back to the final, right? Which is, it's like the world cup. Um, the World Cup obviously has fail safes against that. So if you get a card, um, you know, if you card accumulation into the semi, you won't miss the final. So I don't know if if UEFA is looking at something like that um, because these guard these games are going to be card heavy because uh, it's definitely it's just a one off. So it's going to go to overtime and then PKs. I would assume we'll have to research that a little more. But that's just insane to me. I hadn't even looked at that honestly. Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't follow any as these teams besides Man City and um, Chelsea, but I mean, like the the Bundesliga has been over for a while, right? Yeah, and so Rebel uh, Rebel Leipzig are playing in a quarterfinal, and they haven't played a competitive game of soccer. How long has it been? When was their last game? I don't. I mean, get stats guy, come here. Get the stats guy get, in here. Get where's Ronaldo? Get the st- <laughs> get get Ronaldo, our our, our intern. So we don't, they haven't, bottom line is they haven't played competitive soccer for a while. Um, I think same with, same with PSG, right? Yeah. I mean, the, the, the team in this round that has played the most recent competitive soccer was Chelsea. Uh, 
because Juve played recently and they lost, but they'd already won the cup, so it didn't matter. Uh, City, you know, Real won the cup. Chelsea's the team that's in this round has played the most competitive soccer in the last, but it doesn't matter, (laughs) you know, because because of the way we already lost in the bridge to to Byron. So very interesting, very interesting. Um, I think moving forward to we're going to try to get more people on the pod who are fans of these teams, uh, which will take us outside of the Premier League. I know John Scheimer, who might be listening, he is a Arsenal fan in the Prem, but he loves Bayern. So should they go on, I believe they will. And he might hop on. Um, I know we got some other Barcelona fans out there. I'd love to find a Leon fan. Nick Bailey is a Man City fan. Should they go through? And I think they will. And I know way too many Real Madrid fans. So that's that's that. Um but yeah, this is so weird. This Friday and Saturday, we're going to be watching Champions League in the afternoon. Never, I've, I've never watched a Champions League game on a Friday in my life. I've watched a Saturday game because that's when the finals are normally. Yeah. And the one thing, I'll, the last thing I'll say is uh, the Real Madrid-Barcelona game, the Classico, that happened in February. I was in Cartagena, Colombia, and I met a guy, and he's mailing me out. This is what he said to me because I lost the bet to Dennis. Oh, yeah. Mailing me out an Arsenal jersey, and you know what he said? I'll mail you. I'll mail you a Giroud one, so it hurts more. That's epic. So that's people, hilarious. You'll see this on the gram soon. It's my penance. Dennis won fair and square. So that's all I got on the champs. That's like, rough. Oh, it's super rough. That's super rough. It hurts. It's kind of funny though. So I, I feel like, and I, and I said, do you want me to send it back or should I hang it up in the bunker? Um, and it will just always remind me never to make bets with Dennis. Do I, I have to put a, so I have to put an Arsenal jersey in my house? It would be in the bunker, which is part of your house, but it's, it's like Puerto Rico to the United States. It has different rights. I know, but I hate Arsenal just as much as you. Yeah, that's true. Maybe not, maybe more. But it's also Giroux. He's like a nice French guy. I just can't believe that it's come to Tottenham having to play qualifying Europa League games just to get into the Europa League. Oof. It's rough. It's I wonder if Mourinho is going to try to tank those games. He's like, all right, boys, go out there and lose. We can focus on the FA Cup in the league. No, because I, I think they can. Uh, he'd never he'd never do that. No, I think they want to sign a player that probably they probably will be able to sign a player if they can have Europa, Europa League soccer. Tottenham, Tottenham, Tottenham. What what's a good analogy for Tottenham? Tottenham's like this is a long pause from the boys and bolos. People are like, are they still there? We can scrub that in post. Don't scrub it. I like it's awkward. Oh, you like the awkward pause? Well, you know what's Tottenham like? You know, there because Chelsea, it's Thanos, right? We always come back to Chelsea. Chelsea, (laughs) Chelsea's like an iPhone. Okay. You you kind of know what you're going to get. You know there's better stuff out there, like Huawei is a way better phone with better battery life. Maybe software isn't as good. It's got wireless charging. Yeah. The cameras are always way better on every other phone than the iPhone, even though the iPhone's now trying to fix that with like 62 front cameras (laughs) and like double portrait mode so everyone looks hot on Instagram. But I feel like you kind of know what you're going to get with Chelsea. It's overpriced, you know? (laughs) 
Sometimes the screen cracks. Exactly. Sometimes the screen cracks. Sometimes you lose. You hate it. Sometimes you just hate it. You're Captain just staring. America you're like, pulls up lame. It's hammy. Hammy gone. And you're like, I hate this. So I feel like, what, what's Tottenham like? Chelsea's overpriced and pretty. But like performs, but also like every time they do an update, aka they buy a player, sometimes they get worse. You know, the battery life is like, as Piliqueta's ham, that's the battery life. Pulisic's ham. I just think that Tottenham right now, they're in a, I don't have a good analogy, but I, Tottenham fans are going to have a, a, a rough couple of years because Europa League sucks. And if they make it out of the qualifying rounds of the Europa League, which isn't guaranteed because they have to play Champions League exit teams that didn't qualify for Champions League out of their, league, out of their leagues. That's what the qualifying rounds I are. I feel like I, I saw they had to go to Kazakhstan. Yeah, I think they have to go to Kazakhstan. I feel like that's that's far. That's far. Like they got to play in some weird stadium and like whenever you have to go to one of the stands, I just feel like it's, it's, it's yeah, it's it's far. But what I'm what I'm trying to say is that like for the last five six years they've been top four in the in the league. You know, never they haven't won the league. They haven't won anything. We all know that their trophy uh, drought is long, but. They, uh, I think their last trophy was like the EFL Cup. It was like the League Cup. Like yeah, like 2011 or something. Yeah, like Carabao Cup. No, what they call it? Right, because they've changed. Like the, the Pup and Suds Cup. <laughs> so I feel like um, Spurs fans are going to have a tough couple of years because there's going to be no Champions League soccer for them. No, no. That's not going to happen for a while. Right, because Manchester United is going to be good. And Chelsea's good. Chelsea's good. good. Man City's good. Leicester's also good. And Arsenal's good. I said it. The last thing was a real statement that I made. They just beat Chelsea. They beat Man City. They've they've done great things, honestly. I'm super impressed. I couldn't beat couldn't beat Spurs though. Spurs fucking beat them. Yeah. That was like the one thing. And honestly, it was it was one of the bigger games Spurs had in the season. <laughs> it's a great win. Davalu is playing. Out of his gourd. David Luiz looked so happy when they subbed him out and he knew that they'd won because Chelsea was down to nine men because of injuries and yeah. aggressive subbing. Oh, last thing I'll say in this pod is go ahead, sell Callum Hudson Adoy at a loss. Watch him when he comes in and the stuff that he does. There was one play where he's just like dribbling and then he passes it to like no space, just like puts the ball out and like where there's just green space, like right to an Arsenal fan, like right to an Arsenal player. And then, like, it's angry that, I don't know, Jorginho wasn't there. I was just like, dude, he's such trash. Calum Hudson-Odoi, please sell him. Frank, because you listen to Boys and Bulls, sell Calum Hudson-Odoi. Sell him at a loss. Send him with Keppa. Buy him a BOGO situation. Give, yeah. him, give him a zip car and send him away from England. You can you take Keppa, but you have to take Adoy. It's game. It's a, it's a package deal. It's a package deal. He's so, he's so painful. And everyone's like, oh, you got to give him time. you got to give him time. I know. I'm not giving him any more time. No more time. He's been in Chelsea ranks for like ever. He's got to go. And he's always injured. Got to go. He's honestly like Dembele, but worse. Like a lot worse. Yeah. I mean, he could go play for... Bayern wanted him. Yeah. Bayern was going to give us like $60 million for him, which would have covered Pulisic in hindsight. And Chelsea's like, no, he's our boy. He's our boy. I don't know if like Chelsea's like a to, like, uh, academy guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I get it. He's been around the club. People like him. He seems like a, you know, whatever. But Dennis also brought up the fact that he has like a sexual assault charge against him. So I'm like, right. maybe that also lowered his market value and they're waiting for that to legalize to then be able to say, yeah, okay, like whatever. 
I don't know. He's just such trash. And like when he goes on, it's just so obvious. He he looks like an academy player or under 23 player who stumbles onto the Premier League, you know, and makes these silly errors. Like to quote Drew Williams, like I can do that. Like put me out there. I'll make that same error because I shouldn't be on that field. It's bad. Bad. Well, we're going to wrap it up here. We got to wrap it up. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Ciao, Keppa. Ciao, Hudson. <laughs> they, they really, I'm glad Keppa didn't play. Dude, there's a picture I have on my phone. It's a picture of all of the Chelsea. So Rudiger's been subbed out. Giroud's been subbed out. Tamori didn't play as Pilly's hurt. Uh, Mason Mount gets subbed out. Emerson's not playing, but at least he has his warm-up on. So they both have their warm-up. Guess who doesn't even put on his warm-up? Keppa. Because he knows he's not going to get in. Yeah. Never. Never. I would rather put in Giroud in goalie than have him play. <laughs> At least he's, I don't know, he's down for the cause. Yep, Kep is not good. Get him out of here. MLS bound. Well, if you like our opinions, find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Boys and Bolos. If you work for White Claw and you want to sponsor us and give us free White Claw, you can hit us up at boysandbolos at gmail.com. That's our official account. You can find us on Patreon. Also find us on Patreon if you want to give us your monies. If you want to be our patron. Please. We need monies. The bunker needs it needs a facelift. It's pretty nice, but it needs a facelift. It needs a little bit of a facelift. We we need to create what what do we what does the bunker need next that the Patreon people are like, oh my god, we're so excited to give them dinero. Well, I would like like a little fridge, I think. A mini fridge for the claws. I'm not going to put the mini fridge in the bunker because it might mess with the audio stuff, but I'll put it right in the other side of the door. So it's close. So it's very close. Could we train your dog to then open the fridge and get us claws? No, we could probably train Nora to do it. Yes, we can train your three-year-old to get us claws. That sounds great. Yep. Would we pay her? I feel like if we don't, it's like a child. We could let her, we could let her, um, we could shout her out and then we could give her like a little uh, like segment on the podcast. I think that would be... A very interesting podcast turn of events. It would be it would be a hard pivot for our podcast. Yeah, we might lose all of our followers. We might, but we might gain a whole new the, the three year old, three to four year old demographic. Yeah, that's really where we're trying to. Yeah, well, I mean, kid, uh, people love cute kids. She's so cute, very cute. She's she's very cute. Well, Jared, if you trained her to get claws, that would just be next level. I, I probably could. It wouldn't be that hard. Would you like send a text? To your wife, and then she'd be like, Nora, and Nora like comes down the stairs, which would sound funny on the audio because he'd be like, Yeah. Hey guys. Hey guys. Nora, two claws, raspberry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Nora. Can okay, you open, bye can, guys. Can you open for us too? We need to oh. open. <laughs> Nora, you gotta go open up the claws for the boys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey guys, here to open. That would be, that would be, imagine, imagine when we finally, COVID's over, we can actually have people in the studio. They're like, you want to see a trick? You send out like the Amber Alert upstairs and then your daughter comes down to open us up claws. <laughs> so good. Wow. Boys and bolos. Well, Jared, thanks again for joining uh, me on this podcast. Uh, I like true, joining you. It was a true uh, experience. We talked about some soccer. It was an adventure. We even talked about golf. Like, I wonder if Gareth Bale's like, I knew these guys had it in them. I know. I gotta start a. I'm gonna start my golf career um, next week. I think I'm gonna take a lesson. Really? Yeah, I'm gonna learn how to actually hold the club right. 
So I don't like what slice side of the right club face to use. Yeah. I think my hands were always like kind of uh, not in the right position. And I was like slicing to the right. I almost hit a few other golfers out there. It's I feel like that's not good. good. I feel like that's frowned upon. It was like, like when I hit the ball, it goes far and fast, but it's not anywhere near the hole. Okay. Well, that's good that you hit it far and fast. Very much velocity on that. Much velocity. <laughs> much velocity. At much velocity. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it. That's it. Normally we have a guest. We don't have guests. I feel weird. It's like uh, it's like when you say goodbye. I just want to keep it going. We should just keep yeah, talking. When you say goodbye on Zoom calls, you're like, all right, all right, Steve from accounting. Good to see you, guy. All right. He's like, all right. Up, 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 Bye. Bye. Bye.